0: life. Come and watch us there and join the conversation live with us in real time. Your participation helps drive the conversation. Now, let's get on with today's show. Well, today, we're going to continue the digital transformation conversation, but we're heading down the road into the specific industry of healthcare because i can think of no industry more that is being impacted right now by the transformation that's happening than that through uh, inside of healthcare and i've got vinesh Kope, he's here he is a says healthcare executive he works with me inside of the office of the cto he has worked for well we'll call it decades uh, inside of um, the healthcare industry, specifically helping uh, instantiate and bring about change through technology, and then of course we got ta- Sarah Richardson. Now she is the uh, she is the SVP and Chief Digital and Information Officer uh, at her company, and we're gonna well, you're gonna get to know each of them super well here today. So Daniel, why don't we go ahead and bring them on up onto stage? All right. So Sarah and Vanash, welcome to Cloud Talk Live.
1: Good morning, Jeff. Good morning, Vanesh. Yeah. Good, good morning folks. Thank you for
0: having us. Uh, absolutely. Here. So glad that you're here. And Sarah, you got up super early. You are a West Coaster and we sure do appreciate that.
1: You, yes, absolutely. You're welcome, Vanessa. I've been friends for a long time. So when Vanessa calls, you literally set your alarm.
0: Oh,
2: that's, oh,
0: that's- So, but, uh, so Sarah, tell tell us a little bit about you, who you work for, a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I am the chief digital information officer for Tivity Health. We very specifically are probably best known for Silver Sneakers, which is our senior wellness plan, primarily through Medicare Advantage and Medicare Supplement. And we also have Prime Fitness and we have Whole Health Living. So it was a beautiful trifecta of solutions in healthcare. And then just this morning, we announced our acquisition of a company called Burnalong. Along gives us another set of digital platform capabilities and acceleration for programming, for condition-specific programs, really to continue to create that footprint and that space and those experiences for our members And I just love the synergies that we're finding out there that today more than ever, the ability to, whether you're collaborating from an incubation perspective with different partners or you're doing acquisition strategies very very specific to expanding footprints and capabilities within your organization, it's the best time ever to be in healthcare. And very specifically for me, to be in healthcare that's adjacent to large healthcare systems where I spent probably the first 20 plus years of my healthcare career. So to be able to continue to like, take everything you've learned in your career, watch what's transforming organizationally and bring them together in new and different ways. That's fascinating. And it's work that never is repetitive and never really gets boring. Even when we've been working towards the same end results for years, we just keep changing to, you know, your point, the tool sets, et cetera. So I love what I do. I love where I'm doing it. And it's a wonderful time to be in this industry.
0: Fantastic! Thank you so much for being there. Hey, uh, Vinesh, won't you? You've been on before, but do not you go ahead and introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit—not just about what you're doing now, but a little bit about your 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 past.
2: Sure, Jeff. You know, been with uh, Rackspace now for a couple of months. You know, about seven months. Um, my background in history is working for health plans. You know, and uh, helping them um, through the cost management as well as digital um, health journeys. So been kind of been in the health care health plan space for about 20 years and uh, now looking forward to you know accelerating our journey into the into health
0: now sarah we were chatting before we went live and you made the comment look we've been doing this for what 20 30 years however long it is we've been looking for ways to 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 help find innovation in and around this industry and they're really you know we're, we're, we're still using technology to figure out how to do that but it's happening faster and it's happening um with 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 you know so many so many more tools and capabilities that exist why don't you unpack that a little bit for the audience what makes this uh, we'll call it this decade so different from the previous ones that have existed before in healthcare
1: what i would start with jeff and i believe it's really important to hold our perspective on is that You you say, I've been doing this for 30 years. And that's not a space like, hey, I'm this dinosaur that's been doing the same thing Mm -hmm. for 30 years. It's more about, hey, I have 30 years of experience. You know, started in a call center in a hotel when I was 19, kind of a thing. So yeah, I just gave my age away, which is also important because you think about now more than ever, we think about the macro impacts of what it means to run IT. So IT has historically been a cost center. And now that we are so tied to the revenue generation there's still an impact on how dollars get spent, how companies invest. So everything from, especially during post-pandemic, I mean, it's really like, we. Are, I work in a company, we are 100% remote. We work where we are most productive. It doesn't change the conversation about how we spend for staffing, how we spend for governance around the right kinds of projects, how we think about the importance of renegotiating contracts and looking for consolidation opportunities or as my some of my friends will say, app rationalization, mm-hmm. which typically would have been like a death now. You're like, oh, I get to go do app rationalization for a thousand assets in my organization. Except that when you start to change that dynamic, it really becomes about if I am able to find the money over here or create this value opportunity over here, that means I get to in like invest in the things like the true customer member experience, some of my favorite, the cloud strategies and the ability to come up with solutions that move you to more of that virtual and true environment. How are we gonna use the data and AI associated with that? Am I gonna build it or am I gonna buy it? And then all of that wrap around with cybersecurity components. Security used to not even, you know, however many years ago, wasn't its own department. It was something that you knew about and you educated people very specifically around things like social engineering. Well, now you think about the wrapper that comes with all of that. All of it has to be funded somehow. So the role of the CIO or the CDIO now is as much about the ability to sit down with the business and work through their strategic planning and be able to partner with your CFO to bring it all to life in a way that is accretive to the bottom line. Because people say, well, if there's no mission, there's no money, there's no capability to do these things, you have to be super creative. You have to be a little bit unconventional while still being ethical in your ability to figure out how to get things done in an organization. I love the whole, I mean, and better, faster, cheaper has never changed. And so how do you do those things in partnerships that really bring everything forward together? My team and I spend most of our time strategically figuring out how to make something happen because the truth about technology is it's already there. And so the answer is, yes, you can. The question is, how can you do that within your own organization or the parameters that may exist for you? And then you start thinking about your partnerships and strategies to do that. Partners like Rapplic Space is an example. Really, the art of the possible is that it can be done. How do you want to figure it out for your own organization?
0: Yeah, so so much to unpack that, yeah, that was yeah. in there. I love I love the conversation about how you're talking about how you and your team have to you know work with the business. And and that is one of those areas that I think that the this modern age of technology has made such a difference in. And you know, IT used to sit, you know, you've you, you've been around long enough to know IT used to sit kind of in a corner, we'd do our annual budgets, we'd make sure the system stayed running, but we were working on these these timescales that were multi year timescales. There was no big surprises that were popping up. We spent the year talking to the business, refining the systems that were there, as well as listening to needs that, that they had in their business that we might help to figure out what the next technology might be to, to solve for that. But it was a, I want to call it a slow pace, but, but at the time it felt pretty hurried. But now we're moving at a lot faster pace. So, Vinesh, you know, you with your cloud architecture capabilities and the things that you've been doing, you know, you've sat very strategically from an architecture standpoint, even, you know, with our current CTO and other roles, you know, communicating those needs to the business up into there. So what is that balancing act like? And is there anything unique to it in the healthcare industry of, of communicating the business need and providing technology solutions?
2: Yeah, absolutely, uh, uh, Jeff. You know, I think it's critical to have business outcomes, right? I mean, we talk about value based care as an example, you know, the whole shift from, well, we'll, you know, um, refer a patient and deal with him, you know, to having more accurate information in terms of medical necessity, uh, you know, eligibility checking, encounters, the whole. And what we have realized is, you you know, technology is just an enabler, right, to having doing these things. I mean, there's this whole argument about, will AI replace the physician? You know, I don't think AI will replace the physician, but uh, the physicians who use AI will replace those who don't. Right. So it's always about, you know, the business outcomes. And it's all always about, I think, what Sarah articulated so well is um, you need to be able to, you know, deliver value for members, you know, deliver value for physicians, but also the clinical use, right? Of and we, we've tried to solve these challenges. We were just talking about this, you know. We've been the the problems have not changed, you know. The the technology has changed. So how do you not just um, leverage technology, but how do you get um, patients to use that technology, right? How do you use uh, clinic clinicians to use that technology, um, and and then how, you know how do you improve the physician experience? I mean the whole. Uh, quadruple or quintuple aim these days. Uh, I don't know what it is, Sarah, but you know it keeps changing. It was the triple aim, and then quadruple aim. So it's all about outcomes in the MA world.
0: This episode of Cloud Talk is sponsored by Cisco. App Dynamics. Technical environments are getting more complex and Cisco App Dynamics is helping to cut through the noise. Their full stack observability solutions help make every tech decision a business decision and keep everyone all on the same page. App Dynamics software enables deeper understanding of both user and application behavior so that your teams can see, share and take action all in real time. Just go to appdynamics.com to learn more, schedule a live demo, or even start a 15-day free trial to see the difference for yourself that Cisco AppDynamics can make in your mission-critical applications. All right. With that, let's get back to the program. Hey, uh, real quick, folks. Uh, there, you guys are commenting so nicely, but unfortunately, there's a tech snafu here, and I can't see your comments. So um, uh, let's see who David in Michigan. Sorry about the minus two, uh, and yeah, there's a nice looking pool behind those two folks over there. So you can you can look forward to that next summer. And so keep commenting. Uh, your comments will get eventually through to me through David, uh, through um, through Megan or Daniel. So. All right. So uh, let's jump back, back into the conversation, though, because, Vanessa, you said something interesting that I think we should jump into. And you said getting patients to use the technology, because that's one thing that's really different in a regular corporate context. And we think about how we go through digital transformation or if it's working from a you know, B to C, business to customer environment, you know, we just need to make the app nice on the phone or we need to make the website work well. But let's talk about some of the tech that enables the patient. You know, Sarah, you know, you guys at the Silver Sneakers, I would imagine have some uh, some things that you lean on there.
1: We absolutely do. And what I love about today's continued generations is there's this fallacy once upon a time that seniors Mm -hmm. didn't use smart devices, weren't as active on their tablets or their desktops. And I'm like, my husband's nine years away from being a senior, like literally like Medicare, advantage uh, eligible and it makes me laugh because he's what we call an age in we expect mm-hmm. him to use his smart devices we expect him to access our content on the phone he may still go to the physical gym network which is part of the big you know one of the biggest propositions that we have but now it's that digital component of meeting members we call all of our our seniors and our members versus patients because our goal is to keep them out of the hospital live longer healthier, happier independent lives but we do that in conjunction with our insurance partners and with our different clients because if you think about the ability to empower someone to utilize the technology effectively it's about us being able to innovate in a way that meets them where they are Mm -hmm. it's about being able to connect them anywhere that they may be so if you go on vacation or you go to even a friend's house, or you're visiting your family for whatever reason, you can still get to us that content, that consistent connectedness. And then being able to share that information more broadly. We know what you're doing. Therefore, we can offer up to you the next best action for the things that you like to be able to do. What I love about that is we didn't really have a virtual footprint until COVID hit. We didn't necessarily need one as quickly as we did, and yet, just like everybody else, we pivoted immediately to get online and offer those programs. Now we're seeing such an uptick in the virtual component because seniors have a couple of things that go hand in hand. A, they worry about still getting some form of an illness. May not be as COVID specific, but it can be the flu. It can be RSV. It's that time of year where winter time is tends to be where you can get you can get sick more uh, frequently. More than that, seniors suffer from isolation and loneliness and if they can't necessarily be in person at some of the activities they wanted to do and you add that into the winter like winter weather so if you're negative two in michigan with megan right now like you're not going to get in your car and probably go to the gym especially if you're 75 years old however you could get online with your favorite instructor do your live class and you may be in that live class with a bunch of your friends so there's that aspect of community and connectedness that all comes together and that's so important because i remember when the big push for like digital technology was getting people to use your patient portal because it was a meaningful use requirement. And we took it so much further, so much better than all those um, initial perspectives on it. And that's, what's important for us is a space that makes it accessible to the user and they're going to use it. It's not about your age. It's about how easy is it to use your product, anything that's easy to use, no matter what it is, no matter how old you are, you will continue to go back and, and want to enhance those experiences. So for us, that's a big piece of how we think about how we design and build and deliver content to our members.
0: This episode of Cloud Talk is sponsored by Cisco. App Dynamics. Technical environments are getting more complex, and Cisco App Dynamics is helping to cut through the noise. Their full stack observability solutions help make every tech decision a business decision and keep everyone all on the same page. App Dynamics software enables deeper understanding of both user and application behavior so that your teams can see. Share and take action all in real time. Just go to appdynamics.com to learn more, schedule a live demo, or even start a fifteen day free trial to see the difference for yourself that Cisco App Dynamics can make in your mission critical applications. All right, with that, let's get back to the program. Well, and it goes back to I was listening to an audiobook today on a completely different subject, but the, the author made the made the point that is Really, humans go back to doing two core things, and that is they will do the things that either bring them pleasure or they'll do the things that help them avoid pain. And I think digital technologies really, in this scenario you just painted of the, the senior and it's minus two, they're not getting in the car, but they can still get community and they can still get Uh, Get get the the benefits of being active that keeps them keeps them out now that brings up the big concern and the more things that are connected be it be it our watches be it our pedometers be it our phones be it our whatever it might be our oculuses and put those things on and do the workout. New to that. That's great fun, by the way. Uh, Vinesh, it brings up uh, a challenge that a lot of people are worried about, and that's privacy. And that's a good thing to be worried about because the more data that exists that is mine, that is somewhere else, you know, I worry about those sorts of things. So, so what are some of those challenges that exist and how is technology helping to solve for some of those to give people the peace of mind so that they're not afraid to use the tool so that they're afraid of maybe their data or security issues?
2: Yeah, I can take that a bit. And then, you know, Sarah can, you know, I know she has a lot of experience in this as well. Uh, But, you know, as far as uh, security, look, I think, you know, uh, when compared to other industries, right, this is we talk about life and death here. So if if it's a wrong diagnosis, for example, you know, or a wrong CPT code is, you know, placed somewhere in the record, you know, it could cause a lot of Issues for the patient, right? So, extremely important, right? Privacy, PHI, HIPAA. I mean, that's all a part of this this uh, this system. But also, it's it's important to look at the patient as the consumer, right? And and you know, we talk about the challenges. For example, for us, I mean, it's okay to wait uh, thirty minutes at the uh, doctor's office, right? But if you wait like a minute in the Zoom, you know, uh, in a Zoom a synchronous call, you know, you're you're suddenly now. You know, it, it changes the experience, right? So it's, it's, it's a very different way of looking at the patient, not just from a security standpoint, but also from an experience standpoint.
0: Yeah. So, Sarah, how are you guys dealing with the security aspects?
1: So, what I love about the way that Tivity has information security structured is that our CISO, Paul Wolf, he reports to our chief legal officer. He's part of the whole compliance legal team. And then he and I are like absolute partners in everything that we do. So we automatically create this internal checks and balances for one another. And some of our conversations are drop down hilarious. Like you will literally be like, what? Like, I'm like, no, we got to do this. No, we got to do this. And our teams will be like sparring with one another to figure out the best way to do it. But it's that immediate internal check and balances. Like we have to get it right. And then how is that going to affect our member? How's that going to affect the senior? And we do think about things like online privacy for seniors is a different conversation than maybe what you're having with your kids. What's most interesting though, and something we've stayed, stayed very close to is the fact that most of us, and I'm not, you know, um, exempted from this equation per se is that we're taking care of our parents and we're taking care of our kids. That's the age group that I live in at this point. And so to a degree, some of the things you do teach your kids, you are teaching your parents about the online safety and privacy aspects because it changes so rapidly. But more importantly, it's like, how are you creating that level of awareness that what do you respond to? How do you log in safely? How do you use this you know, in, in your daily life? And think about this. It applies to every other aspect of what we do. So it's not just in that moment that you're accessing online content or you're working through the different privacy aspects. With whom do I share this information? How can I make sure it's safe? The other piece is that's everywhere. And if there's a re- social responsibility for all of us to make sure that, again, it's accessible and easy to understand. But we are educating the people that are responsible for taking care of these other individuals because seniors get exploited more than any other group. And it's unfortunate that that's even a thing. And so we, again, we create the ability for programs to be simple to access. We don't ask for extra in- information that isn't necessary. We don't store the information and use it improperly. We don't sell data for modernization. We use the insights to be able to create better programming for you. All of those things are pretty standard in the industry, Jeff and Vanessa, but unless you're really having it be an active conversation in your organization, it is something that could otherwise be missed. We leave with every system, with every initiative. There's always the legal, the compliance, the security impact on our member conversation as part of that Complete review before we put something into action. I'm hopeful all industries and all of my colleagues and peers are thinking about who is your end user and what do they need to feel safe in your environment.
0: So many great points to, to call out inside of there. I think one of those things to, uh, to, to think about is... Uh, you, you call it how, how the, the, the CISOs reporting into legal and in the old days, you know, a good day was a day I didn't have to talk to legal and I didn't have to, talk to <laughs> because you, they come knocking on the door and you start to get worried about what's going on. And uh, but now you need to be in that daily spar. I love the fact that you said spar because spar doesn't mean a fight. Spar means oh, cool. a constructive engagement and, so. and all towards the end that you're talking about. And that's how do we keep things? How do we keep things safe? And uh, and so we, regardless of industry, but especially in one where we're talking about about the security uh, of, of of individuals' data, mm-hmm. that conversation almost has to be daily. Uh, it almost has to be twice a day, five times a day. Engage, and that's why you see these new teams when you dig down into the technical side, these DevOps teams that have security and legal as part of that core group, who are who are there to advise. As the as the requirements are coming in to say, okay, right, let's 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 spar about how the right way to pull that together might be. All right, let's shift the conversation for a second because we are getting close to the end of our time, uh, and that would be what about technology has you most excited about the healthcare industry in 2023, and where do you hope we we land when we're having the same conversation this time next year? So, Sarah, we'll start with you.
1: Sure. There's probably two aspects that I spend the most time on that number one is gonna be the space of like the workforce engagement. Because again, our team is 100% remote. You work where you are most productive. You hear me say that in the beginning. That means I'm fighting for talent all over the country. So yes, there's a space that says I used to be geographically centric and needing to recruit and hire talent. Now it's wide open, but so many companies have that, op- that option. Now, as more and more companies want people to go into the office and be more hybrid, I'm like, hey, I still have that advantage because for me, that's like, hey, we're fully remote. But that workforce engagement, you don't get the drive-bys in the office. You don't get the, hey, let me run down the hall and have a conversation with you. It's very nuanced in the ability to have the five-minute conversation, to have the quick check-in. It erodes a bit the the space between work-life balance that we used to always say was important to have. And it's respectful of it. but. Like one of my VPs and I, he's on the East coast. I'm in California. We chat late. Like last night, it's probably seven o'clock for me, 10 PM for him. I know he's awake because I've been working with him for a few years. I'm like, hey, got five. Five always turns into 28 to 32 minutes kind of a thing. But that's that's when you find the time to be able to do it. That constant engagement, that constant perspective because we're always solving problems. The engagement that always solutioning for what's there. And it truly is for us that member experience. How are we going to create the right strategies and the right solutions and the right product offerings and the right coming together of different opportunities for it to be compelling enough for somebody to want to use it? If they use it, everybody benefits. You're healthier. People make money. People are staying out of the hospital, all those different aspects. And you're giving your teams new and cool things to work on. Like, hey, we need to enhance this product over here. Hey, let's bring these, you know, let's acquire this company and bring new capabilities to the marketplace that others aren't doing. So it's the constant adjacencies and the abilities to figure these pieces out. And for us, we're doing it all by putting in brand new infrastructure, brand new cloud strategies, brand new capabilities with partners, that inclusive of AWS is an example, they've been with us on the whole journey from the architecture and the design to the implementation to the capabilities that, that have come through um, towards the end, we've got about a two year journey to get completely into these different environments. But it's been really well thought out and really well, really, really well planned. And As long as I can keep the team engaged for the mission of the work that we have to do with the right partners to make it happen successfully, it's a win across the board. And we're willing to always talk about what's going well, what's not going well, how do we course correct in the moment? That immediacy of of sort of always on, it may not be for everybody. I'll be honest. Not everybody wants to work these 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. days, but it's not like you're working, sitting in front of your computer all that time frame. You're just piecing it all throughout the day and throughout these different experiences because our minds are always geared towards the constant ability to deliver something new and different and exciting across the board, both for our employees and for our members. So I feel like that to me is what I'm most excited about because as we start, it's the rapidity of what we're able to do in real time that makes all the difference in the world today.
0: All right. One more quick break from the program. Now, if you've been keeping up with the news this year, you've probably heard that everyone is buzzing about AI. Well, guess what? You can achieve AI success through our transformative process of ideate, innovate, and industrialize. Get ready to revolutionize your business with FAIR, the foundry for AI by Rackspace. At FAIR, we're on a mission to accelerate the secure, responsible, and sustainable adoption of generative AI solutions across all industries. In just three weeks, our ID8 workshop will empower you to harness the raw power of generative AI. Imagine skyrocketing productivity. Driving efficiency and reimagining business models. This is your chance to take the first step in exploring the untapped potential of generative AI for your organization. In these sessions, our team of experts will meticulously evaluate the intended and unintended consequences of integrating generative AI into your operations. We'll ensure that your data quality and integrity are top notch. And we'll guide you in embedding your company values, fairness, and ethics into your generative AI governance and operations. Through a series of short sprints, we'll identify the most relevant and impactful generative AI solutions tailored specifically for your business. By the end of the sessions, you'll have a crystal clear understanding of how generative AI can revolutionize your organization and how your business goals can be supercharged by ai so what are you waiting for visit us at fair.rackspace.com to learn more and secure your spot in our generative ai ideation workshop fair driving innovation excellence and unparalleled success in the thrilling world of generative ai that's great. I love, you know, you call out how we need to work uh, this this new method of work, and how you know being kind of that always on may not be what's on for everybody, but it's also what keeps you from having to relocate maybe to the east coast where corporate headquarters may or may not be. Mm-hmm. But it also takes, and I think this is part of how we see the the pace of change moving so much quicker, and that is the fact that we don't have to wait from eight that window of eight to five to be able to ideate something through. Great call out. Now, Vanesh, you already said something pretty fantastic earlier, and that was that you don't think that AI is going to replace doctors, but doctors who use AI will replace those who don't. So AI is obviously key for for what you think in 2023, but what tech gets you excited in healthcare?
2: You know, a lot of this is, um, it's not just AI. I look at it as IA, you know, intelligent augmentation. So how do you let, you know, leverage AI into the processes, right? And the whole, what's really getting me excited is the whole, obviously, the shift from fee-for-service to value-based care. But as a result, you know, the technologies and reimbursement policies are changing, right? So, for example, you know, the whole shift from hospital to home hospital, right? So the whole, the, 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 the wearables, you know, the sockables, the, all of these, you know, the breathables, I heard something recently where, you know, you can check your breath before going for a date, but it also detects cancer, for example, right? So there's all this different, you know, wearable devices, et cetera, that we can leverage to, you know, drive value. Because, you know, as, as you know, you know, this is, I, I think this is the most entrepreneurial period, you know, in, in, in healthcare, right? Because we are fundamentally changing how we pay for it in America, right? So we are moving from document and billing to who's not coming to the patient. So if we take care of them, perhaps we can, you know, avoid a necessary uh, trip to the hospital. So it's all around the um, the, the leveraging uh, technology or technology is an enabler uh, to move healthcare, which uh, the problems, like we said, haven't changed, but, but the technology continues to change. Well, Moore's law, right, twice as fast as at half the price. So that's going to really shift the gear, I think. Than the
0: Fantastic. Program. well, uh, folks, we are out of time unfortunately. I wish you could have engaged more with the comments that were out there uh, i 've heard the ton; um, that, that got echoed through, but uh, next time we'll 'll we'll make sure that they're they 're showing up but uh, North Dakota minus two or minus four. Why, 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 why? I mean, I mean, you live in California where it's sunny? Obviously, the pool's still out. Anyway, Sarah and Vinesh, thank you so much for being on the program this morning, Sarah. Thank you for getting up early with us here today. Absolutely going to continue the conversation. Vinesh is uh, where folks, we are starting a, a series probably happening about monthly where we're going to dig into more and more of the tech around around healthcare so make sure that you're watching the agenda for those as they come out and we'd love to continue more so again sarah thanks for being here Vinesh, always a pleasure and i will see you throughout the day i am sure all right everyone that is going to wrap it up for us again here today thank you so much for being a part of the program you want to get a hold of us you can do that by heading over to rackspace.com solve all of our content is there uh you can also um check out the podcast if you missed this episode we'll make sure the audio is available there as well Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Cloud Talk Live. Now here at Cloud Talk, we strive to help decode the ever-changing world of technology to help you apply it to your business so that hopefully you'll have one more tool in your arsenal to help improve your business and those around you. Now this was a live event which happens almost every Tuesday and Thursday at 8:30 a.m. Central Time on the Rackspace LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter accounts. Be sure to watch us there and join the conversation live with us. Now, if you haven't already subscribed, I'd encourage you to do so and maybe even give us one of those five star reviews. These episodes can be found anywhere podcasts are found. Until next time, I'm Jeff Deverter for Cloud Talk and Cloud Talk Live.